Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. happening brian jump sai million dollar pdr podcast or just the pdr podcast or the service marketing podcast whatever you want to call it let's just call it our hang who is this you're asking this is flume very unique huh my oldest son likes flume you'd recognize some of his songs maybe he's he's done some movie stuff things like that just a young kid, I think, out of Australia or something. But uh, anyway, good little DJ, good little mixer. Um, Thanksgiving week, man. How, how was yours? Hopefully it was good. Mine was uh, was excellent. I'm super, super stoked to... Uh, we hosted, which is insanity. I don't know if I recommend hosting, but uh, I mean, once, once here and there. But man, so much fun. A lot of family, a lot of good food. Did we have turkey? Absolutely not. We had prime rib. We had ham. Um, prime rib was a was a tricky beast to cook. Thankfully, my daughter Hayden uh, was side saddle helping me out with the thermometers because time doesn't really matter. It's about temp. Um, and we've got a really nice, wonderful Italian oven that is beautiful to look. It's just like an Italian car. It's beautiful to look at, but it's not reliable. <laughs> Leave it to the Italians, man. They spend all their time in the freaking style and the craft, but then when it comes to the guts, they're like, eh, who cares? It's beautiful. Uh, anyway, so how was your Thanksgiving? Did you hook up with some friends? Did you hang with family? Did you, did you do the conventional with the bird, or did you break out? Uh, the professor here, our painter, Jeff, he uh, had steaks. It's, it's The kind of food you have doesn't really matter. It's about the people and the event. You just got to celebrate and be what? thankful we posted up a dog uh picture on the gram uh sheriff was able to get his uh, turkey hat on which was cool if you like silly photos you got to walk on over and check that sucker out but now it was good good day great seeing family um adrian uh brought the baskin robin turkey ice cream cake too cool absolutely too cool love that thing man was that thing tasty holy crap it looked like an actual turkey it had the little legs up and the little Paper things on the end of the legs. It was good. It was really good. I guess the only, I don't want to say bad thing, but just kind of melancholy thing was Gage, my youngest, uh, was back at LSU, couldn't come out. He wanted to stay back and train. Most of his roommates had already left and come and gone out to visit with family and, and all that, but he's razor, laser focused. He'll be back next week for the holidays. Um, he just wants to train. He doesn't want anything to interrupt. This is his junior year. Technically, it's a sophomore year because of the injury, but he wants to um, he wants to get it going on. So he uh, he's pretty he's pretty pretty focused. So um, he's doing a deload until he ramps back up in December, and then in uh, for January scrimmages, and then the season starts in February. So that's just right around the corner. Uh, they even play a tournament, I believe, at the Astro Houston Astro Stadium uh, March first. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm excited for him. Um, 
so yeah, so hopefully, uh, well, no, definitely, we're going to see Gage next uh, Tuesday when he, he lands out here. So, anywho, should be cool. Um, so, last week, last two weeks, we've had some really nice cars come through. I'm very thankful. Uh, a couple of really cool customers. We had a Rolls-Royce. We had a Bentley convertible, the uh, GT convertible, uh, Alfa Romeo, um, so forth and so on. We've, we've had some nice cars. Not a lot of Porsches. Uh, a couple weeks back, we had a, just a, a plethora of Porsches. <laughs> Pardon me, but um, I don't know. Then I had a wonderful Black Widow on the door handle and went to go grab it while I was talking and I jumped like a cat. It's funny how your body can tighten up and you can just spring up like a freaking, you know, feline uh, like four feet back. But uh, luckily I wasn't bit. So yeah, it was all good. So enough of that. Um, things are good. We're keeping busy, been working hard. Um, I don't know. Things have slowed down a tiny bit. I've been talking to our our tent friends across the alley here. And I noticed with some of my other uh, business friends that are around, just, just kind of surveying them. And I don't know if it's because of the holidays. I don't know if the economy is just a little bit um, soft. But don't get me wrong. We're busy. We're doing cars every day. But, uh, but instead of having 10 or 15 customers coming in, we might have six to eight. You know, so I don't know. We're feeling it a little bit. But nonetheless, it's... It's kind of a welcome reprieve if you think about it because we, we, we've been going so hard for, I mean, I feel like we've just been racing a sprint race, but for the past year or two. So it's, it's not a bad problem to have, have, it, have it pull back just a little bit. But nonetheless, I always keep my eyes on it because if it pulls back too much, then it's time to start doing some more marketing. And even then, some would argue, why would you wait for it to pull back? Maybe if you're noticing a little bit of a wane, maybe you should just go ahead and start doing a little bit more marketing. And yes and no. I mean, I, that's about riding that fine line, right? Do you, how busy do you want to be? How insane do you want to be? Do you have no? You don't have a life. You don't have a wife. You don't like strife. Insert any other rhyme in there you you wish. Um, yeah, no, I have a wife. I don't like strife, and sometimes business cuts like a knife. How about that? Was that good? Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. But but yeah, right now that's kind of where we're headed. So. Um, I was going to do this this uh, podcast episode on this PDR Tech. It's just a total journey and a great story of commitmentship and, and perseverance and tenacity. Uh, what was it? The Jack Black tenacity, tenacious D. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, his rapper uh, ensemble. But uh, no, we won't talk about. Ten- I should put tenacious D on right now, but we're not gonna. Um, but. Today, we're not going to talk about that great story. Maybe next time. I'm trying to also get a few more interviews coming in here in the next week or two so you guys can hear a different tone and a different personality than, than yours truly. But um, today, we're going to talk about how to get the best customers with some great examples. Uh, I was watching a marketing video on YouTube last night, and it kind of inspired me to kind of glean some of that information and kind of insert it like a turkey baster into the automotive, a.k.a. auto body, a.k.a. AKA uh, PDR business. So, so last week, somebody got mad at me, the professor. Brian, what are you doing bringing this POS Prius in here to grace our wonderful doorsteps? This thing's garbage. It's, it literally was spray painted half the car. The customer didn't like the damage that was on it. And sometimes people, the pain bothers them so much, but they don't have the budget. They just want to take it into their own hands. We've seen that with either dents or whatever else. Last week, I even had a sprinter. The guy bought one of those glue pull kits and jacked the dents up so high with the with the little bridge system 
I mean, it looked like like a Tyrannosaurus Rex knuckle was po- poking through the sliding door. Somehow, somehow, with metal tap downs, I was able to crap that thing flat um, right before they were heading out of, out of town. But uh, yeah, that was that thing was gross. But people sometimes they do their own repairs, and that's that's not good, right? Typically, so. Jeff doesn't want me to do this car. It's time intensive. It's, it's going to be problematic. It's going to react with our paints and all of our primers and everything else. And that just means you just get frustrated because you know it's going to take too long. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, Jeff's right because that's not really our best customer, is it? It's not our avatar. We could have done two jobs for, for the, the time that that one took. And yeah, that one day we were a little light. I think we only had two cars in the shop. I'm like, let's take this third one. But maybe we should have just chilled out and worked on some projects instead of taking that car in. And he's right. So I should have said no. And how should I have said no? With price. The guy's name's Lejeune. I should, and I highly doubt he's listening to this podcast. But uh, we've already finished his car. But nonetheless, it, yes, it was problematic. The paint reacted. Jeff had to go through and spend triple the time normal to fix this car. And, and he was just frustrated with it. He's just like, oh man, blah, blah, blah. So saying no with price, let's say it's a $700 bumper. I should have said two grand and the guy would have probably dropped an egg and I wouldn't have tried to sell any more than that. I just would have let it go. Right. And that would have been fine. And then we could have gone on with our, our, you know, usual, usual, uh, scheduled programming. Um, but we didn't, but I segue how to attract the better paying customers. Not only better paying, more happy, more enjoyable, just a better lifestyle customer, right? Better for you, better for your business. You're going to make more money and probably work less time, get more referrals. It's crazy how it's a, it's a leverage. It's exponentially better when you take these steps. People think it's, it, it is easier from the onset to, to be the cheap guy because you're going to attract more because people are going to do the simple comparison and think, oh man, that gas is a dollar a gallon less. I'm going to go over there. Oh shit. It's alcohol gas. It's ethanol. It's, I'm not going to get the same mileage. So it's really not saving me money. Oh, so yeah, it looks cheaper, but I'm going to have to come back to the pump more frequently. Well, is, what's my time worth? Hmm. There you go. Just one example, right? So how to attract better paying customers? Okay, we're going to go down this systematically. Get your crayon ready. Here we go. Number one, pain. They have to have a strong need. If there's no strong need, the worst customer or one of the worst customers I, I don't like to see is when they come in and I got a piece of crap car. So I don't think they have a budget or they don't care about their car. There's, there's no need. And that's kind of what, what Jeff was saying. That's, that, was, that Prius didn't, didn't tick that box, did it? The opposite. It's a clean car, but there's a nice dent. Opposite, opposite. There's a clean, nice car, and it's got no license plates on it. It's brand new. We see a lot of those. There's a high pain threshold there. Okay? And number two, budget. You want them to have the money. Okay? If they don't have the money, like Lejeune, he didn't have the money for the longest time. And I didn't, I mean, I had to spend almost, because of the, he, English was not his first language. Let's just put it that way. And he also thought really slow. He's a slow-thinking son of a gun. And I didn't get the money. So I'm just sitting out there in the parking lot with this guy waiting for him to try to phrase his sentences for almost 45 minutes. And I didn't want to be rude, but I really needed to get, you know, to GTFO. You can figure out what that analogy means. Um, so, so yeah, the budget. Uh, they got to have the money. Okay. Number three, the type of damage you want to work on. 
Okay, I, I, small dents, do I really want to work on them? Not really, because I know that most people are going to do a comparison. They're going to do the commodity shop, and they're going to think that we're all the same, and everybody can take out a small dent. You know, there's more people that take out small dents than large dents. They would be, they would be accurate with that assumption. But to say they're all the same, not really. Let me give you guys an example. Four Series Charcoal Gray BMW texted me last week, says, hey, how much you take this out? And I could see it, and it's just a small, small dime size, tiny fingernail, tiny, tiny, tiny. All right, I get your point. You're, you're cheap. You don't want to spend a lot of money on it. But you obviously care because you reached out. So there's some pain there, right? So I said, you know, I don't really know. I need to see it. I can't tell the factors. I don't know what kind of metal this is. I don't know if there's a brace, blah, 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 blah. He said, well, just give me a range. I go, oh, well, our dents start at 150 and up. Bring it in. Okay, I'll bring it in. For 150 I think he probably would have bid on it. It was bigger than a dime, of course. It was golf ball size. It was in his aluminum hood of his 430 BMW. And it was strategically placed right about 18 inches from the edge of the hood where you sat in the car, you saw the dent when you were driving around. Not fun, right? I mean, just in your eyesight all the time. Just, I'm like, okay, this is a strong pain point. I'm going to price this thing accordingly. And I said, you're looking at between 350 and 400 bucks. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, well, no, no, no. I'm going to... I'm going to go shopping around. Now, I could have taken him and just say, hey, do you have one moment and walk him over to a hood with the same size dent and say, I'm going to put a couple pushes in this. And I, if you would like to try it, go right ahead. And I want you to, to assume how many people really have the right skills to push this out. Because if it's not done right, you're still going to see a remnant or worse in your hood. But I didn't. I didn't. Why? Because we were busy. And I don't know. I said, look, just be really careful because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't really good at doing this. And if it's not perfect, you're going to be seeing something, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. He just thought I was selling him. He didn't believe, the, the beliefs were not changed. And I could have changed the beliefs by, by the demonstration with a hood and doing a quick demo for him. Or even just bringing a tool out, opening the hood and explain how we have to sculpt. And how easy does that look? Hand the tool to him and say, picture that this going in there and you're sculpting that dent out till it's glass. Do you think that's easy? But like I said, I don't know. I got a little, I get lazy. We get complacent sometimes when we're busy. If I was slow, yeah. And that was the first customer that week. Yes, I'm going to take more time. I'm going to try to close them a lot more. So the type of damage you want to work on, right? I'm not a small dent guy because it tends to be thought of as a commodity and the selling that has to go in it. And people a lot, a lot of times still don't believe you. And that's where I've got to become a better marketer. I got to learn how to educate without selling or the perception of selling. I don't believe that I'm selling, but it doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what they believe. I'm not trying to change my beliefs. I'm trying to change theirs. Hey, what do you think's going on with this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, do you think this is easy? Do dents pop out like bubble wrap? Of course they do. That's why I'm going to go find somebody who does it for 50 bucks. See you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't. They don't pop up. Go ahead. Put your, put your thumb on, on that dent under that hood right there. Go ahead and try to push it out. So, anyway, so bad customers, attributes. They're cheap. They're complainers. They can be flaky. They're expecting the repair to be substandard, so they're going to be looking all over it and, and then force you to make it perfect. They're going to go around it over and over and over again. Some of our paint and body customers, when they know that the larger big box body shops are more expensive, that's their mindset. They're going to go around that car 50, and they're just shocked sometimes. 
And they look like they're still not satisfied. Like they really wanted to find something that was bad and then try to put it in our face, which is kind of funny. But it also tells you something. Maybe you're, maybe my price was too cheap, you know, even on the auto body. If my price is a little bit higher than, you know, closer to the, it could be the same price as caliber collision or, or whatever, right? But I'm faster. How do I beat them? You know, you got you to gotta ask yourself, you know, how do you beat these guys? Because, like I said, going back to the bad customers, they expect it to be substandard. They're usually not going to give you a referral because there's no value observed, okay? And, and you're not going to make any money. That's the, the biggest problem. Why are you in business? Are, are you a charity? You know, yeah, I'm just cleaning up the cars of the world, you know, because I already have enough money to live. I don't, I don't, I just want to make people happy, slap them on the ass, say, all right, kiddo, see you next time. But I don't need the money. Well, most of us, including yours truly, that's not the case, you know? So yeah, you don't make any money. You can't afford to market. You can't afford to live well. You can't even grow your business. So what do you do? You're doing two to three jobs a day, 150 a dent or per client. You're capping at $300, maybe $400 a day after expenses, before expensive actually. It's not good money unless you're living at home with mom and dad. And I don't know. That's just not good. It's not good at all. So all of your marketing should voice the proper attributes of getting the people who are the better paying customers. Your ads, your web page, all your print stuff, your cards, the way you communicate, etc. Right? All that. So, would your ads say we have the best price? No. Do you price match? I get this asked all the time. No. The fact that they're asking me is telling me something that I need to listen. You don't understand PDR. You don't understand smart repairs. Give me a moment. And let's see if we can get you there. Because if you understood, you wouldn't ask me to price match. You would understand that I'm already giving you more. So why would I lower my price? You're getting more. Therefore, you should be paying a little bit more. Now, if you don't want more, if you want less, go get the kid's size cheeseburger at McDonald's instead of having that nice steak at Morton's or whatever, right? That's fine. It's the same thing. I don't price match. I don't, And I tell people when they ask me that, well... I don't price match because I don't quality match. It's a quick, quick-witted lightning strike response that people get. Oh, and they may or may not believe you. Oh, I think there's people out there going to do the same work as you for a third of the price. Maybe, especially on a small dent. Maybe, more than likely, no. Because what that what what are you going to feel like when you know that you're pricing your job lower than everybody else? You're going to think, well, you know what? My self-worth is the same as that other guy, so I'm going to cut corners. I'm not going to put the time in. I'm not going to cross, reverse, wide check it. I'm not going to polish the scuffs out of it. I'm not going to wipe down my suction cup mark from my shitty suction cup light on the car that fell and scuffed the other side. On and on and on. Why? Because I'm giving them a better deal. I'm not going to give them more for less. What kind of crap is that? I need to move on to that. I got to hustle. I got to go do my two other jobs so I can afford to get my kids cheeseburger at mcdonald's today right so don't price match don't quality match and here's another thing if you or my customers both of us and i can tell you mine do rave rave about us on social media they really do we got people say stuff that i can't i couldn't craft a hollywood writer would have a hard time crafting it 
My reviews are 5.0, literally. And they, they don't have to be a 5. They could be a high 4. It doesn't matter because we've had a lot of bad people. And if I didn't give those people back, they would have definitely, their money back, they would have definitely left me a shitty review because and it's not because we did bad work. It's just because those people were having, having a rough time. Let's just say that, Morna, our pregnant customer from nine months ago that we still talk about who absolutely just lost herself. Some people just are not happy, right? It, we're in the people business, and there's a lot of variables that comes with that. It's not always about great work and great price, fair price, right? Sometimes it's about other things, like just don't be in that person's ether in their freaking orbit when they're having a meltdown, because if you ha you'll get caught up into the black hole and sucked right in, and it has nothing to do with you, you or your business. That's the people business. So, yeah, we're 5.0, and it's not easy. Okay, so why, why, oh, why would I price match or be the low price guy when I'm already proven to you, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, that I, people love us and we're exceptional? Why would I compare myself and put myself down to the shit guy who gave you or just the average guy that gave you a lower price? What, you know, and, and the thing about it is the truth of the, the elephant in the room is those people that gave us great reviews, they paid more. They paid more. They expected more. They got more. They gave us great reviews and raved about us. So no, I'm not the low price guy. I'm not the average price guy. If you're looking, if you don't care about the quality and you're trying to save money, hey, there's other people out there for you. I'm not that guy. In business, we all have our position. Here's my position. And we're going to take it even up a notch, by the way, guys. So the guy with the 4 Series BMW, who came in last Friday. So I don't know. Maybe we'll still see him. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I would love to have him come back and check out that dent. I had another guy who had a dent we took out. He was on his way up to Santa Barbara, which is about three hours north of here. He had an M2. And I think I took pictures of it, but I didn't put it on. He said, he said yeah, I had a dent done before on this car. I'm like, oh, cool. What? And it was white. I, I If... If I put it inside, dim the lights, put my light, I would have found it probably immediately. But I said, I want him to save me time. Oh, yeah, where do you do it? It was over by the gas door. Cool. I'll check that out when I'm, when I'm doing the other stuff. Totally found it. Chopped up. Not good work. The only reason the guy got away with it because it's a white car. Now, but I'm still surprised the guy, the guy signed off on it. It looked like a porcupine. You can imagine. About a golf ball-sized dent. You know. Ugh. I mean, I've just trust me, I've seen worse. At least the paint wasn't all wet sanded off the high spots. Seen that many times. So, you're not going to win everybody, guys. Be willing to walk. And that allows more time for you to spend on the customers who do care and can't afford your service. So your ads are going to be pointed at your best customer. Your web page is going to echo what you want, not where the lower best price. And then your face-to-face -face rhetoric is going to support this, and you're going to say bye to Lejeunes with the shitty Priuses, right? Okay, here's an example. You guys hope they're gonna like this. Thousand dollar quarter size dent. Somebody comes to me, like the guy with the hood. Instead of 350, which is kind of average for a good tech, right? There's a bunch of guys in or at least a half a dozen guys, at least three I could think of right now within an hour drive that would be around that price. And they're professional and that dent would get out to where you couldn't find it. Okay, Jeff at Beach Cities, Manny, um, Igor, on and on and on, right? These guys do good work down here, okay? But they're not, but we're not prevalent. I mean, yeah, there's other choices, 
But they're not going to do that damn for 200 bucks. I hope not. I, I'm not, you know, because I know my worth and I know what the market's worth to do that. But how many of those guys are going to price that damn for $1,000? Mm, Jeff's, Jeff's pretty strong. He's got a strong game, but I don't think he's going to go that high. But I'm going to tell you how you can do it. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you how some people are going to say yes to that. And I'm going to make it to where it looks cheap. $1,000 is going to look cheap. I'm going to give you an example. You're going to go, holy shit. You know, there is a way to, char to charge big money for small dents. A lot of people aren't going to sign off on it. They're not, their belief system's not going to allow that. But some will. And it's, that's the same formula with charging just market pricing for professional PDR. Right? Off the, off the, the price uh, grid. The matrix. Okay? So, yeah. $1,000 to some might look expensive. Maybe. To some, it's going to look cheap. Okay? Is a million, is a million dollar house expensive? Yes and no. <coughs> in Des Moines, Iowa? Yeah, it is. In Orange County? It's average. What if all the neighboring houses are $2, million, $2 to $3 million and your house is listed for a million? Does it, does it look expensive now? It's all comparative. And those houses look like a commodity, right? That's why. That's huge what I just said. Hopefully you guys got what I said. Commodity. It's common. It's something that's comparable. Now, maybe the million-dollar house is a teardown and the others are, are mansions. Or maybe somebody just needs to move it. They lost their job and, you know, or they died and it went to trust or something. I don't know. It's possible. Is a $20 million business for sale expensive? Man, I can't come up with $20 million. What if the seller financed it? What if that business generates $20 million profit annually and he just wants somebody to run it for him? He's sick of working and you pay him out of that. Happens. Happens all the time. Especially with boomers that are trying to get out of their businesses and their kids don't want to go run that that chicken farm or whatever, right? It's all about comparative and understanding what's a commodity, what's not. It's because someone is comparing you to the other low price option that your $350 dent or $1,000 dent looks expensive. Compared to a buyer shop, our price probably looks average at 1000 bucks. Somebody has a dent and goes to Caliber and says, hey, how much for this? And they they detrim everything and paint it. It's probably eight, nine hundred bucks, depending on the car, maybe more. Then in add in the time that you save and the preservation of the paint. Yeah, my price is similar to caliber, but I'm going to be faster. I'm going to preserve everything. There's still people that are going to come to you paying the same money. But that's that's not even it. I'm going to take this way past this. Buckle up. Here we go. So how can we add so much effing value to the customer? That they're going to feel like an idiot. They're going to feel stupid for saying no to that $1,000 price quote that you said. No, no, I really want to do this. You want that kind of, that kind of response, right? No, I, I'm down. This is, this is great. I totally see the value in this. I don't want to go to that $150 guy. Not a chance. Okay. Side note. $1,000 dent per day is $20,000 a month. That's a quarter million dollars a year, folks, pre-tax. That's not bad, huh? And it's totally doable. You'll just be saying no to a handful of people. That's what it boils down to. Just like I should have said no to Lejeune. Okay, imagine, and, and not even that. Imagine instead of $1,000, let's say we set it at $500 for small dents. Okay, compared to the one, the cheap $150, it's still, it's still a, you know, it's a 3x factor for the most part. But when I give you these value ideas, you're going to understand that it's, it's ain't nothing but a thing, right? And you can brainstorm. Notice I didn't say brainstorm. 
You can brainstorm your own ideas. It's pretty much endless, guys. There's endless ways to add value to get people to bite and spend more money with you. Okay, so here we go. And these are my, what do I got here? Four, four ideas, okay, that are going to bump the value to where people are going to say, hmm, $1,000 sounds like a pretty good deal for, for this transaction. So here we go. Number one, guarantee they won't find the dent or 200% money back. Like I said, you got to give them a value. That's value, okay? Man, I, I'm going to have a freaking, you know, scavenger hunt. I mean, I'm going to get my whole family and the neighbors, we're all going to come out. If we can find this, he's going to pay me what I should be paying him, 200%. So that'd be two grand, by the way, if you're charging $1,000, you know? So just saying, that's, that's balls. Or you could say, I'll pay you 100% of the money back. So they get $1,000. Or if I don't get it out, you pay me nothing and I pay you 500. You know what I'm saying? There's, you could just have a money back guarantee that says, hey, look, if somebody else will do this, great. You show me somebody else in your market that's going to do that. AKA, it's no one. It's no one. Nobody does this shit. Number two, and that's why it's so unique. And that's important. We've talked about the uniqueness of business and why it's so important. Decide you're going to break beliefs. We need to break beliefs that we're all the same. We're a commodity. We're not. This is how you're not a commodity. This is almost blue ocean. All right, here we go. All right, so number one, they, they get money back. They don't spend any money. and You're going to pay them if they find that dent. You damn well better do a good job, right? If you're not a good tech, X this one off my list and your list, all right? Number two, the car gets washed and ceramic afterwards. Okay, either you could just do the panel. I recommend you do the whole car. No paint correction, mind you, because that's where the time's involved. If anybody does ceramics, they know what I'm talking about. And you're going to use a lower-grade ceramic, so it's going to last three to six months. And you don't warranty it. It's just you do it. If it wears off, it wears off, okay? Because it's a freebie, okay? But... How much does it cost to wash a car? 20 bucks? Pay a mobile guy to come out and wash it real quick. If you want to do it right, wipe the car down with alcohol and then put the ceramic on it. It should take you no more than 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, unless it's a big-ass car like a, like a Sprinter or something. Okay, that's a $1,000 value all day long. If you want to cut a corner, wash the car and just put the ceramic on it. You don't have to use alcohol. That's another step. For those of you that do ceramics, you know what I'm talking about. For those that don't, I'm just giving you an, an idea, basically just how to wipe down, go around in the car, wipe it down. You don't have to do jams. You don't have to do the wheels, trim. Just do all the basic panels. Don't do the rockers. You know what I'm saying? There's ways to cut corners. That's not the point. Because some of you out there going, oh my God, you made a ceramic car for free? What's the product cost you? 10 bucks, 20 bucks, And then an hour of your time at best? You just got paid $1,000 to do a dent that's probably going to take you 15 minutes. So you, now you're working an hour and 15 for that $1,000. Or an hour and 15 for $500. You, you price it accordingly. But I'm showing you how to be a, an operation of one. Nobody's competing with you because your dent removal process, we package value a little differently than the, the cheap guy. Okay, so number one, you're guaranteed they can't find the dent, no matter what. Now, if there's a chip in it, then you got to have caveats, right? And that happens, or scratches, whatever. But they won't find the dent. And most of, for small dents, this is mostly about small dents, okay? But you can do for bigger shit, too. You just have to change the rules a little bit. Okay, one, the, the guarantee. Two, the ceramic. Number three, dent warranty. I like this one. I haven't tried it yet. I'll remove any door dings that are under three inch for the next year for free. 
That's $1,000 value right there. Easily, right? You're going to get a 12-month warranty that says, and you can drive, you can park at the front of Costco now, buddy. Who gives a shit? Pull right up to the front of Ralph's. Now, I, I don't give a shit because I don't care, man. My dent guy, I got a warranty now. Nobody does that. Nobody. Now, how, how did I even come up with that idea? Well, because we kind of do it for our dealers. If we do a car and we take the dents out and some fucking salesperson takes it for a joyride to lunch and parks it right up against the freaking kid wagon and the kids kick open the doors to go get their six-inch subs and it gets dented after we've already fixed the car, we'll redo it for free. We do that for dealers. Basically, we take the dents out of it. If it gets dented again, I'm not talking hail damage, whatever, but if it gets dented again, we'll take it for free. Okay? <clears throat> All right. So there it is. Um, so you see where this is going, guys. You're like, man, shit, I would pay Brian 500 bucks to take the dent out for all this. Yeah, that's the point. That's the freaking point. And $1,000 is not a stretch. They're coming in. They're basically buying a, a warranty program with you for that one repair. You're, you're doing the repair, but you're signing them up for a warranty. Okay? And no, this wasn't given to me by, by uh, 1-800-DENT.CRAIG. This wasn't his idea. And he's probably not listening to the podcast. If he was listening to this, he'd, he'd probably get some ideas with this. But he ain't listening, so who cares? All right. So, but if he is, Craig, give me a text. You owe me a steak dinner for this idea because this would help your business tremendously. All right, but moving on. Okay, and you, you want to spice up that? By the way, I had a little asterisk here. You want to spice up that dent warranty idea a little bit? Okay. Say it's for them and their spouse. Two cars. So you got two cars with dent warranties. Now it doesn't doesn't count. Now you've never seen the car. The guy could lie to you. Hell, my wife, you know, call you tomorrow. Oh, my wife just got a dent today. You know, now you're cleaning up her car. But it could just be for one single dent. There's, don't get caught in the minutiae. Don't get caught in the details. The devil's in the details. I know. Get off the devil. Doesn't matter. All right. What else? Last one, number four. Free scratch removal around the car. Now that's not, you're not going to warranty that for a lot of reasons. It just gets messy. Dent guys know. But if somebody brings their car in and they got the dent and there's scratches, you'll go around the car and that's included in $1,000. I'll go around the car. I'll do some touch-ups, remove the scratches. Now that that's a little bit of work, especially on a car that's kind of hammered, right? That could be worth 600 bucks all day long. I get 600 bucks to go around a car and polish scratch, especially a bigger car or older car. So that's the one I'm, I'm like, eh, on the fence about. I don't know, because that could, then all of a sudden I'm earning my $1,000 instead of, you know, deferring the value to later, like for the warranty or, or the, the ceramic or whatever. But for all that shit, $1,000, now it's, it's, it's not that far-fetched, is it? Who's going to do it? Who will pay this? Two things, two kinds of people. Your Uncle Larry. No, I don't know Uncle Larry. A. Those who value their car immensely. That's your customer, right? That's who we're trying to find. So this will automatically funnel out, filter out the people who we don't want anyway. And then two, B, those with a budget. So the people who value their car and the people who have the money. So this is a way, this is a process that you could test. Who won't do this? Those that see PDR as a commodity. Just like milk or gas or water. And it's hard to overcome, guys. Take it from me. I'm still learning. I'm not great at it. 
anyone will potentially see us educating them as selling them. That's the freaking, that's the problem. Hey, quit trying to talk to me. You're just trying to sell me. I already know that this dent removal shit is all the same. So I'm just going to go to Yelp and I'm just going to bottom fish until I find a guy that will basically pay me to do it. And that'll be my guy. Okay, now kindly fuck off. That's not going to be your customer, is it? It's a fine line to walk, my friend, I know. You want to educate, but you gotta, you got to be careful. And that's why when I educate, I say, look, choose anybody, not just me, okay? Choose anybody. Just know that. Right now, you've got somebody in front of you that can take care of this. When you leave here, you've got to do your due diligence because it is, it is far from a commodity. And it really isn't, guys. It's not like I'm trying to sell us all. It's like, oh, yeah, it actually is. but No, it's not. All the technicians are not perfectionists. And they're, they don't all possess the skills or possess the drive. Some guys have the skills but still won't push, push work flawless. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got to make a living. And you, you do you, I do me, right? So... Who won't do it? Those that see PDR as a commodity, those with no or low budget, those where you can't change their beliefs. All PDR is the same, bubble wrap, pop, 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 right? Or they don't care about their car, which was Lejeune, by the way. He all of a sudden flipped a script and now he cares about his Prius. But for the most part, those people who don't care about the car, they're not your customer. They're not mine. Guys, a request, okay? Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do your aunt, do Uncle Larry a favor. Or Aunt Larry. Uncle Larry became Aunt Larry. That's not a problem. We, all, we love them all, right? All right, so test this out on the proper customers. Test it. Proper. You get a car that you come across. They got a dent. Okay, you tell them it's $9.95. But this is what you're getting. I don't, Brian, I don't want the ceramic. I don't want the warranty. Da, 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 da. Well, that's, a, that's what I do. My business is this. You could just say that. Okay, well, I'm going to go find somebody who could do it. That's fine. But just keep in mind, I just want you to know, and I'm not trying to scare you, but I just do your due diligence. And yeah, they're going to potentially go find somebody to do it for 300 bucks. But the people who come across to you are like, you know what? I care about this car. I, I would love to have peace of mind knowing that if I have any dents for the next 12 months covered. Ceramic, I've heard about that. I hear it's some pretty cool shit. Yeah, why not? Let's do this. One out of three, one out of four people, the right people are going to say yes. Mark my words. The right people, not the Lejeunes, but the Tesla guys, the guys with the brand new Camry, you know, newer cars, one year old or less. You'll see those people. They're the people when you open the door, they got the microfibers in the door pocket, or they got a little mini detail in a basket, detail, detail kit, excuse me, in a basket in their trunk. Right? So there it is. Take a percentage of your customers, price them this way, and offer your own set of value adds. They don't have to be mine. But give enough value that you know it's worth at least 2x to 5x what you're asking the customer for. It's basically just upsells, kind of, but it's packaged upsells. Dealers do this shit all the time. I also call it front-loading. We're basically front-loading value. That's what it is. You go to a dealer, they got the clear bra cup stickers on the door edges and under the doors, and they got window tint already put on the car. Then you look at the sticker. The, the car is forty grand, but now it's $44,000 because of all the bullshit the dealer added on. And you're like, man, I thought I looked online. This car is forty grand. Why is it forty four? You know, I'll pay you forty for it. Just take all this shit off. And they won't take it off. And sometimes they'll just kind of down and say, fuck it. 
let's I'm going to push that car through. And sometimes they'll say, no, that's the price. But like I said, you could put your own spin on this, guys. But I, I think there is something here. I really do. I think, I think there's a premium customer. Premiumization is happening everywhere. It's kind of a trend right now. And we're trying to, the, the low-income customer can't afford a lot of things. And it's because people are getting smart in all niches and all markets and avenues. And we're figuring out that it's best to service the people who have the money and the budget, which makes the middle, middle upper income and high income uh, markets more desirable. And the low income, they're going to have a hard time getting anything. Because guess what? Shit's getting expensive. But that's where the future is. The cheap people who don't have a lot of money deserve to get cheap shit. That's what it is. Go, you don't like that lifestyle? Go make more money. By the way, the people who provide our services who want to be the cheap guys, they're the guys that are going to get the cheap shit, by the way, because they're in that market. They're in that niche, aren't they? So I think it's not worth it. I say you go big. Go big or go home. So there it is, guys. I know I ranted a little bit. Where are we at time-wise? I probably went in ham. Yeah, 40 minutes. Holy shizzle. All right. Comments, questions. 949-302-3464. Instagram, Dentco PDR. Give me a thumbs up with the bulldog uh, with Sheriff. That photo, hopefully. That'd be nice. We'll hopefully get some more photos of some of the other nice cars we've worked on if you care to check it out. Otherwise, if you don't, that's no big thing. But uh, give me some feedback if you wouldn't mind. Hopefully you like the flume in the background on this one. Love you guys. Have yourselves a great week. Trying to get some fresh blood in here. We'll get some fresh people to, to chit-chat. Chat-chit. We can talk about it. Have some fun. Anyway, holiday season, guys. Go out and make your money. That way you're set for the holidays. Take care of your friends and family. Love you. We'll catch you on the next. SAI, Million Dollar. PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.